Welcome to Episode 12 of Murder, We Write. I'm your host, Carol Goodman-Kaufman. On this podcast, I talk with crime writers whose short stories and novels run the gamut from cozies to domestic thrillers. We'll learn from them about their craft, their process, and the business of writing. My guest today is the multi-talented Kim Herdman Shapiro. Kim has worked as a journalist in Canada for many years, with experience in both print and broadcast journalism. Her book, Gelato with the Pope, highlights her time as a syndicated travel columnist. In addition to her travel columns, she has written feature articles for various publications, edited a monthly children's publication, and had her poetry published. As if that's not enough, she won a Microsoft Web Design Award for Footloose, one of the first digital e-zines on the Internet. Now, for the past eight years, she's been working on a video project, What the Hell is a Toke, a chronicle of her travels with her sons from Newfoundland to Vancouver Island and up to the Canadian Arctic. So welcome, Kim, to Murder We Write. First, let's talk about your background in journalism. My question is a two-parter. Was travel wonderful? And has it given you a treasure chest of settings and atmosphere to use in your writing? Hi, Carol. Thank you for having me on today. Um, Yes, traveling is wonderful. That's part of why I've made such a point of introducing my two sons to it. Um, I think that especially with the internet and the use of computers and phones, our worlds have become quite small, like the size of a phone screen or an iPad screen. And I think it's really important for people to have a wider understanding and breadth of how big the world truly is. Um, part of that breadth and width is a, is a lot of details about people and places and unique characters and uh, all of which have infused my writing in one way or another. So, Kim, which, if any, specific places that you've traveled have you included in your stories? And do you use actual places, or do you change the names of the cities and towns to uh, protect the innocent? Well, I guess the best example of that would be the setting for my mystery series, The Winter Island Mysteries, and the first book in that series, The Raven's Cry, which came out this past spring. Uh, It is based in the British Columbia Gulf Islands, which are an archipelago that rests beside Vancouver on the mainland of Canada in Vancouver Island and is bracketed from below by the San Juan Islands of Washington State. There are any number of islands in the chain, but I did create my own one, the Winter Island, uh, as a way to, shall we say, protect the innocent. I have a lot of family and friends who have retired to the islands, and so I've taken a little bit from um, each of the different ones and amalgamated into my own mythical island. So because you traveled in large part due to your job as a travel writer, Was being on deadline as a journalist good training for writing novels? 
Absolutely. I think the great thing about having a job where you had to write every day and you had to write to a deadline teaches you to be diligent and responsible and follow a schedule, which, as all writers know, can be difficult because we also have a tendency to be great procrastinators. But yes, being a journalist really helped me uh, learn how to schedule my writing. Kim. You're just about to launch the second book in your Winter Island Mystery series. Now, reader reviews refer to the first book, The Raven's Cry, as a cozy. But the cover is kind of spooky eerie. So is the book a cozy or is it horror? Can you tell me a little bit about it? Well, I call it a modern cozy, which is kind of my name for this hybrid genre I'm working in. Uh, The reason why I call it a modern cozy is because it is somewhere between a cozy and a traditional, more thriller type of mystery. So it has the attributes of a cozy that I think people really enjoy, which is the small community, the interesting character studies, the bonds between the different characters. But it does move into darker waters as uh, it does have violence and language and some sexual content. So things that you usually don't find in a more traditional cozy. Can you tell me a little bit about your protagonist, the TV producer, Kate Zoe Thomas? How does she become a sleuth? And will she be appearing in the next book in your series, The Loon Song? Well, Kate is a Canadian journalist who is working for uh, PBS as a field TV producer in Afghanistan when she meets an AP reporter named Daniel and falls in love. Things are going very well for them until... She is caught in a tragic situation in which she and the rest of her TV crew are abducted by the Taliban. Luckily, she survives, but she is scarred by the episode, as well as a subsequent heartbreak with Daniel, and so relocates to the west coast of Canada. In other words, the farthest place she can get away from her real world so that she can kind of rebuild her life. It is there that she stumbles upon Daniel's body. And unfortunately, as she is the only person within quite a distance who even knows who Daniel is, she is the prime suspect and must use her journalistic skills to solve the crime and get her name off the suspect list. Kate is going to be the protagonist for um, all of the Winter Island Mysteries, um, as is her sidekick Jupiter, an Australian shepherd, who uh, is by far the most favorite character in the book, um, and he will not be going anywhere either. Okay, Kim, let's talk a little bit about your writing process now. Are you a plotter with a detailed scene-by-scene outline? Or do you just wing it? Or is it something in between? Do you ever use a storyboard? Carol, I am definitely a plotter. 
my sons say I need a sign put on the wall with my motto on it, which is outline, outline, outline. Um, I prefer the save the cat method where you actually do start off with a literal piece of board and 40 index cards and you slowly start plotting away your story. Um, I have had people ask me if they feel that kind of dampens the creativity or um, makes perhaps it less exciting to write. But I think once you've got the story down, it then frees you up to be more emotional and descriptive in your writing. At least it does for me. Okay, so do you have a certain number of words that you aim for every day? Do you have a special place in your home or do you go to a um, a library or a coffee shop to write? Tell me how you do it. I write on our uh, family room sofa with my feet up on the ottoman and my laptop balanced on my knees. Uh, I do this because we have three very big dogs who are very, very unhappy and whiny if they can't be close to mom. So writing on the sofa allows them to each get a small piece of the sofa to lie down beside me and give me some peace to do my writing. It's not terribly ergonomic. It's probably horrible for my back, but at least it keeps the dogs happy. Uh, As far as writing amounts, I usually work from nine to noon, most days, including weekends. And I try to aim for 2,000 words uh, each morning. Sometimes I get there, sometimes I don't, but I won't allow myself to leave the sofa until I have written something, even if it's only a paragraph. And Edith Wharton wrote in bed, so whatever works. As for dogs, my black lab rascal used to rest his head on my keyboard. Everybody's a critic. But back to writing. How do you envision your characters? Do you model them on people you know, people in the news, on screen? I'm a very visual person, kind of like uh, an actor that needs to see their props before they can really figure out a character. Um... I like to have a really strong visual image as I create my characters. So one of the things I do is I go on to a website like Getty Images and I just put in a very kind of broad age range, perhaps hair color range, and um, just scroll through. And it's amazing how a face will just reach out and grab me and I'll say that is that character. I just know that that is that character. And then I build off of the way they're dressed, the, the expression on their face, the, the look in their eye. And that's how I start to build on my characters. So one last question, Kim, you've just told us how you develop your character's appearances Do you look to any particular writers in the mystery genre after which you model your own writing? I don't know that I actually model my writing after uh, other mystery writers. 
I think that um, you have to really watch that you're not derivative in what you're doing and instead what you're writing is your own particular truth. But there are writers that I really love. Um, the top of the list would be Louise Penny and her Inspector Gamash mysteries. And I love British author Ruth Ware for her combination of kind of mystery and psychological thriller. And for the more quaint, cozy style, um, I really enjoy Sarah Graves' main mysteries. Oh, Louise Penny is one of my faves, too. And since I write about murder in a small village, I look to her as a wonderful role model. Kim, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing with us your writing life. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please join me next time for episode 13 of Murder We Write. Who will our guest be? That's the mystery. Thanks so much for having me, Carol. Um, and now you've given me a new mystery to try and unravel before your next podcast. Short Cast Club.